Hello, human beings. Welcome to It's a Religion, the podcast that seeks to encourage you in your faith to shed light on darkness, to shed truth on falsehood. And now, without further ado, Ehud, son of Dennis. Hello, everybody. Welcome to It's a Religion. Coming to you live from the Middle West of the divided states of America and to the Republic for which they stand, two nations under God, with liberty and justice for, or quite divided, with liberty and justice for some. And uh, I don't know. I'm just having some fun this morning. It's a Friday. Happy Friday. Uh, if you want to reach us, it's ehood at itsareligion.org. That's ehood at itsareligion.org. Someday I will have a website. I just have too many other things to do right now. But uh, hopefully this podcast encourages you in ways that you might not be encouraged otherwise. Because that is the point. The point is God is good. He is good all the time. And yes, he may allow evil in this life. But we brought that on ourselves. He did not uh, give that to us. He has allowed it to exist because I don't think you can have good without evil. You can't have love without hate. You can't have certain things or an understanding of certain things without uh, the opposite being true. So uh, it's not, not really that hard to understand in my view, just me. But we are uh, examining the word life in the Bible right now. We started out this year looking at the Bible uh, in Genesis and looking at creation, looking at, at how we got here and what the purpose of this whole life thing is. And then we, uh, we looked at faith, the idea of faith. And now we're looking at the, the idea of life and what life means. And uh, at some point here, we're going to get back to looking at just reading through the Bible on a daily basis. Because I think just doing that encourages people in their faith, encourages you to trust in the right things. Um, and what we take in is is a big deal. And sometimes, I, my wife and I are guilty of this, we consume too much uh, media or news. And uh, it's easy to do when you have a phone in your pocket all the time, for sure. And, um, you know, it. You need to be mindful of what you're thinking, what you're uh, doing. You know, the folks that you surround yourself with uh, is a big deal, especially when you're younger. But let's look at, at the word life. We're actually in the book of John in the Bible, and we're looking at the word life and how it's referenced in the book of John. And there's quite a few references to life in John. Let's Let's look at a few of them. In John 1, 4, it says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. If it wasn't for Jesus Christ, we would not have life. You would not have a life. Period. Exclamation point. End of story. You did not get here by some random chance act of nature. Some random chance act of molecules splitting off in certain directions over millions and billions of years. That just absolutely is not true. And they have no proof for that whatsoever. All they can say is, well, this is what we see, and we believe it was this way billions of years ago because of what we see today. And that doesn't mean that 
it's true because nobody was there to see it millions and millions of years ago. Now you can say the same thing about me that 6,000 some years ago, nobody was here to see what happened. And I would counter that and say, well, yeah, there were two people, Adam and Eve were around at the beginning. And we don't know if they told uh, Moses what to write down in the book of Genesis. We don't know if they wrote something down that Moses then copied. We don't know exactly how the book of Genesis came together, but we know it's there. We know they were there. I mean, it was written. Jesus referred to it at the beginning. So we at least have some reference there of people that believe or say that that did occur uh, from an eyewitness account. We don't have any eyewitnesses that were there 400 million years ago to say this is when humans you know, came to the earth and started marking on cave walls. But they have to have that in order to circumvent God, the truth of God. And so that's what we're, that's what we're left with. If we don't want to follow Christ, you know, and then you have 6,000 other religions that will try and show you the way that we got here um, and totally typically circumvent the truth of God, uh, creating everything too. Uh, and then we get into salvation. This is the, the line of salvation that whosoever believes in Christ should not perish, but have eternal life for God. So loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever so believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And we don't know what everlasting life is exactly going to be someday, but we know that we will have it if we trust in what he did for us to cover our sin. And later it says, He that believes on the Son has everlasting life. He that believes not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. So the wrath of God abides on every one of us who becomes conscious of our sin. I don't believe little children can be conscious of their sin uh, to the point of understanding. Now, it's at the point someone can understand that sin is sin, you are conscious of it and you are therefore under the wrath of God because the wrath of God abides on you. But when you turn and put your trust in what Christ did for you at the cross, that he came and died and rose again and uh, sacrificed himself as the perfect sacrifice to atone for the sin of humanity, at that point, you become a new creature. You become someone uh, who shall see life, the Bible says. So... But whosoever drinks of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in, the, in him a well of water springing up into life everlasting or everlasting life. He that reapeth receiveth, receives wages and gathers fruit unto life eternal. And both he that sows and he that reaps may rejoice together. And that, that just sounds neat, doesn't it? When you find life, you can rejoice in that. Uh, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that hears my word and believes on him that sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. For as the father has life in himself, so has he given to the son to have life in himself and has come forth that they have done good uh, unto the resurrection of life, that they that they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. Search the scriptures for in them ye think ye have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. And ye will not come to me that ye might have life. And he was talking to the Pharisees there and the religious leaders of the time and uh, was putting it to them. Like, hey, you know, I, the scriptures, all the whole 
Old Testament was about Christ and the coming of Christ. And then he's there and they're going, well, you're not, you can't be it. So labor not for the meat with perishes. In other words, things that are going to die, but for that meat which endures unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you. For him has God the Father sealed. For the bread of God is he which comes down from heaven and gives life unto the world. He gives life unto the world, folks. He sustains life. He says, I am the bread of life, and he that comes to me shall never hunger, and he that believes on me shall never thirst. And this is the will of him that sent me, that everyone which sees the Son and believes on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up in the last day. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believes on me has everlasting life. I am the bread of life. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except ye eat of the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Now, he was talking about the representation of his flesh and blood um, that we do uh, every couple weeks at our church in the uh, drinking of the wine and eating of the bread when we remember the sacrifice that he gave for us. So, uh, I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have shall have the light of life. The thief comes not but for st to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life, that they might have it more abundantly. And we see the thief stealing and killing and destroying all over this planet all the time. And he is the one that's going to, he is the father of lies. That's Satan. He is our enemy. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Therefore does my Father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it again. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. I am the resurrection of life. He that believes on me, though he were dead, yet he shall live. He that loves his life shall lose it. We heard this the last two days. And he that hates his life in this world shall keep it unto eternal life. And I know that this commandment is life everlasting whatsoever I speak, therefore, even as the Father said unto me, now so I speak. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. And greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Jesus called his disciples his friends. And God has given him power over all flesh that he should have, give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God in Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. But these things are written that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing ye might have life through his name. So, when you read that, what is your conclusion about where life come from, comes from and how do you have true life? It's all found in Christ. There is no other way, no other place, no other vehicle that you can use to get to God. There's no other vehicle that you can choose to receive life everlasting. And if your choice is not that path, then all you have is this life. 
And you better get the most out of it because once you're gone, you're going to be separated from God forever. And I don't know what that's going to be like, but it does not sound promising, I must say. So let's take a quick look at some stuff. I thought this was an interesting story. Uh, U.S., it says this, U.S. grew, grew wealthier and better educated in second half of the 2010s. Well, who was the, uh, and I can't believe the AP even put the story out, although it's buried on like page eight in our local paper. The U.S. grew wealthier, better educated, less impoverished, and less transient during the second half of the last decade, according to data released Thursday by the U.S. Census Bureau. Median household income for the nation, which had been almost 54000 from 2011 to 2015, rose to almost 65000 from 2016 to 2020. Well, who was president then? which was the final stretch of the longest expansion in the history of the U.S. business cycles, according to American Community Survey, five-year estimates with the exception of Colorado. The states with biggest gains in household income were primarily on the coast. Colorado joining District of Columbia. Yeah, imagine that D.C. All that government money. The nation's poverty rate dropped significantly in the last half of the last decade, going from 15.5% after the Great Recession to... 12.8% 12.8% for 2016 to 2020. So, imagine that. People did a lot better 2016 to 2020. Yeah, I wonder what that looks like today. So, I'm just, I'm surprised that they would even print that. Now, I, I don't know if they're trying to do that now so that Biden gets credit for it somehow. But uh, but that's pretty funny. I think that's that's very hilarious. Actually, I got to figure out how to copy that. But anyway, very, very funny to me because it just talks about uh, the fact that Trump's presidency, uh, the nation was doing very well. So, and that the news media would never admit openly to that because they're more about the censorship. Uh, of things. Censorship of science. There's a story in the Epic Times. Censorship of science with Dr. Martin Koldorf, Dr. Scott Atlas, and Dr. J. Uh, Bhattacharya, which, you know, there's been so much censorship of true science at the feet of uh, bureaucracy and government that um, <clears throat> It's just sad. It really is. It's a sad state of affairs in our country. You know, you've got other stories about, uh, you know, the Hunter Biden laptop is back and Pisaki has never dodged questions faster. You know, the media doesn't want to deal with reality. They want to deal in propaganda in a certain uh, line. And that's what, what communists do. You know, the communist idea is you can't have a free flow of information and ideas and let leave people to their own choices. They have to be forced to think the same way. And that's why you had people trying to get out of East Berlin, right, during communism. You had people trying to get out of Russia. And you had people trying to get out of China. People do not like communism. We're not meant to be controlled in that way. People are are meant to have a free will under God. And... You know, you have Democrats all over the place basing everything on skin color and uh, other things like that 
to segregate people into groups and pitting groups against each other. They, they're masters at this. You know, pitting the poor against the rich, pitting the, you know, I just got done talking about the story where everybody did better under Trump. He didn't do that. He encouraged everybody. So, yeah, why does anybody watch the stinking view? That's got to be one of the worst shows ever to be created. But, you know, what are you going to do, folks? But it's, you know, I am glad they had the show for people who want to be dumb. So, with that in mind, I'm going to call it a show today. I got to get to, get to work here shortly. But know that there are two choices. You have the wide way and the narrow way. You have Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior of all things, and you have everything else. And I believe you are free to choose one of those two paths. And if you choose wrongly, you're going to reap the consequences. If you choose rightly, you're going to reap those consequences. And, uh, I like my chances with Christ. So I hope you have a uh, blessed day. Happy Friday. Have a great weekend. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you, Lord, for the small things like me and her on a poor swing. The summer nights and fireflies and the sound of my old six string. Blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings. If I still got breath in these lungs, then that's all I need to get down on my knees and be thankful for all that he's done for my mama, for my father.